Hi, and welcome to the SEO Podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, owner of eWeb Results. I am Charles Lewis, your client results strategist. Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of our podcast. This is podcast number 374. 374. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty exciting to be Almost on. 375. So close. As always, we do have a tip from our previous podcast, and that tip is write articles with your own strong opinion about relevant trending topics. Look, if you're in the industry and your industry is trending, meaning something's going on, it's popular, it's buzzing, and it's viral about your industry, then you should write content about that particular topic, but use your relevancy, your experience, your expertise about that topic so that way your content can trend also. Subscribe, share, and follow. Boom! <laughs> Please remember, Chuck and I, we're, this is filmed live here in Houston, Texas. I like Texas. the glass breaking visual when you do that, like through somebody's monitor, just boom, and boom. broken glass everywhere. And we are, Chuck and I, we are your friendly local neighborhood top, top position, position snatchers. snatchers. And our mantra is do not be a douche. Don't be a douche. It's That's a really not a good important look. thing. We've got yeah. a good article. And I may look like a douche when I go boom. But that's a different douche. Yeah. I don't know how that Great works. article, man. Punch in the face to Vinay Kashi and the good folks over at Search Engine Journal posted this article the other day. 12 ridiculously simple ways to make your content better. I like 12 that. ridiculously simple ways to make your content better. Matter of fact, they were so simple that like number 5 and number 11 are almost the same thing. But anyway, we'll get into that <laughs> in a minute. 12 ridiculously simple ways to make your content better by Vinay Kashi. Good folks at Search Engine Journal. I Pretty thought good we agreed to save our commentary for after the article. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're in a position now and you have some sort of electronic device, yeah. could you please tweet? Yeah, Chuck, tweet, they tweet Well, first off, uh, tag us in it at eWebResults at Best SEO podcast. Use the hashtag SEO podcast. This is number three seventy four. Let us know which one you're watching. That way we can follow you back and do all of our social networking stuff. Excellent. Hey, if this is the first time you've listened to the podcast, howdy and welcome to our show. You will enjoy it uh, both from an entertainment perspective, hopefully, mm-hmm. and from definitely from an information perspective. Yeah. Um, if you've listened to this podcast before, then you know the section we are skipping. Yeah. We run a contest every week. And if we get 10 shikos... Yeah, shiko is an eWeb Results branded term for social engagement. It stands for shares, likes, and follows. Psycho. If we get 10 of those on our platforms, on our profiles on the platforms, platforms. we'll mention, yeah. uh, and we get a review, then we skip the process of telling you exactly where and how you can leave us a review. Mm-hmm. So skipped, we got our 10 shikos, and we got our reviews. Uh, what we will do is just kind of reiterate how, how you can shiko us, and right? Where you should do that. At. And all you need to do is go to like facebook.com slash results, twitter.com slash results, youtube.com slash results, instagram.com slash Web results. LinkedIn.com slash company slash eWeb results. eWeb results. All of those will take you to our profiles on those platforms and you can shiko us, please. And while you're shikoing us, you might as well share it too. Yeah, share, Just, subscribe, follow, like, retweet, all of the above. All of that good stuff. If you're a PHP genius or a WordPress guru, we're probably looking for you. Go ahead and call and leave an audio resume, 713 510 If you are the kind of person who's dealing with somebody or you yourself would be interested in a free comprehensive website profit analysis, then please reach out to us. We have yeah. that available to you. Take um, advantage. Yeah. Just take just advantage. Go to eWebResults.com, click the green button, get that process started. 
And you said no Algo Cat. No Algo Cat today. So I've got a little bit of news. Okay. Most of my news is about uh, Google I.O. I don't know if you were kind of looking at that. Mm-hmm. I was. One article I saw uh, just listed like five key points from Google I.O. That was started Wednesday, I guess. Maybe even going now. It going all week. Yep. It's talking about uh, Google Lens, right? So that's when you have your phone and it can point at stuff and like identify it like real time. Yeah, it's supposed to be a huge feature in the uh, Galaxy 8. Yep. Uh, VR Daydream. So that's their virtual uh, reality device that you can have on your head Um, photo tools so um, you know how they're always kind of making short snippets and collages for you depending on if you have that feature turned on Mm -hmm. they're also going to do the things like hey these pictures are of Chuck do you want to save them with Chuck Mm -hmm. and I watched a video it was a really good video about you know taking pictures with Chuck and wherever and And so it's kind of like stuff Facebook is already doing right you know Facebook gives you those videos that say you're good friends with with Chris and every picture we've ever been tagged in together yep. will automatically come up and create this slideshow same kind of similar well, and this takes it one step further right so two things one whenever we take a picture together you're like hey make sure you send me that picture and I never do right <laughs> <laughs> and so this is like hey these are pictures of you and Chuck facially identified right make sure do you want to you share that with Chuck him. Right, one share them and then potentially tag them. So it's kind of cool, it's like keeping you social. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, another thing that they talked about was visual positioning. Right. So we know about GPS and GPS's ability to figure out where you're at. Mm-hmm. Then with your phone, it, it says it can narrow down where your phone is to within centimeters by kind of one knowing the GPS and two knowing where, like what's what's what, what it's like, seeing around you. Right. So that's kind of cool. Interesting. Maybe. And then they talked about... It's kind of cool, but, it, you know... If you're using that, to, uh, yeah. you're here. Like, you kind of know where you are. Might be useful, like, in a mall. Might be useful if you got a teenage daughter. <laughs> Might be useful if you're in a mall, right? Where you're yeah, like, trying to find... Hey, where is this? Oh, you're at this end of the mall. You need to walk this way. So, mm-hmm. I think that's or, probably where the carnival or, the, yeah. you know, the yeah. fair or something like that. Yeah, or, or a Six Flags uh, mm-hmm. place. Um, and then the final one that he noted was Home and Google Assistant. Uh, I, so I think Google Assistant is on the iPhone now. Or they just like, released it to Apple iOS as its own individual app. Yeah, so you can go get Google Home on that. That's kind of cool. And, and one other note, there are a lot of Google... A lot of the features that work on phones, Google's not incorporating into Android. They're bringing out as apps. Mm-hmm. And that way they can have a faster refresh time on the technology. Because if you just roll it out on Android, how long does it take before you know, get a, the next a two-year-old, Android? A two-year-old cell phone holder to get the new Android. Well, or not just that. How often, like, I've got an Android update that I finally did that's been asking me to update for right. 60 days. Right. And I've just been, after you updated, after my those scary I was like, I'm not updating. Yeah. I finally did it the other day. And then do you have a, have a bomb on you? Good. No I'm, I'm happy. Um, and then I just thought this was cool. At the Apple Watch, able to uh, diagnose atrial fibrillation. Yeah, heart uh, problems. Yeah, heart problems. There's a, it's like a 5% of people who have heart problems have that particular thing with an Apple Watch. They could, I think, it, within like 98%, yeah, figure out that's what that what is. Up. So that's the news I got. What, what, I got a little bit of news. Have? Let's talk Facebook, man. Uh, so so remember what the NFL did with uh, with Twitter? Right? Yeah, they so had an Thursday night football. And then they adjusted it, right? Well, so on Thursday night football, it was streamed through Periscope on Twitter. Right, right. right. So MLB, Major League Baseball, partnered up with Facebook to bring live stream games to Facebook. So Facebook and MLB announced today, actually, a new live streaming partnership that will bring 20 live regular season games to the social network. Games will air weekly on Facebook with the first, Rockies versus the Reds. 
Boo. Showing tomorrow <laughs> at 710 on the official Major League Baseball Facebook page. Additional games and times announced later. That's what's up. Punch yeah. in the face the innovation. Punch in the face for, for trying to get to where your audience is. Yep. Because things like this... What I realized, people cutting the cord and not using cable and fire sticks and everything else that, if in order for, and the biggest challenge, right? The most, the biggest reason most people haven't cut cable, is so they can watch sports. Sports, yeah. And so, yeah, and fans. so now it's becoming, it's, it's on your phone now. Matter of so, fact, not only on your phone in Facebook. I don't need yeah. cable. I don't need, I, don't need a, I don't need the NBA <laughs> app or the MLB exactly. app. Exactly. Yeah. And so, so, so I, I tried, like, I pretty much cut the cord. I still have basic cable, but it wasn't enough when the Rockets were playing in the playoffs. I was like, okay, it's not available on my cable channel. Mm-hmm. I turned on my, like, free digital signal. Nope, that wasn't, it was blacked out. Why TNT would it be blacked out? Was it not sold? TNT. Like, isn't the. Oh, okay. So they got new agreements where, and I hate the new agreements, but the local stations, like Root Sports, who carries the Rockets games and Astros games, if that's a nationally broadcast game, like TNT, they ESPN, carry. they can't carry it. Well, I mean, I get it because I should buy TNT, and I'm not happy because I don't want to buy TNT. So I ended up having to like get it off. So of some, you so. could have watched it through the TNT app. Mm. Do you have to enter credentials? See, I think you uh, probably so. No, your, I do. Yeah, you're right. If I go I through can't. the TNT app, I don't have to enter credentials. But if I go through the ESPN app, yeah, it asks me for my Comcast credentials right. so I can watch it. So maybe through TNT. Because I tried to do go through the the NBA. The no, NBA is going to ask for credentials because they do it through League Pass. Yeah. TNT does it through their agreement. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little different. Yeah. All right. Well, so that, that's, that's that. cool stuff. We're well, speaking of baseball. Shout out to the Astros. Woo. Just give them a punch in the face for being number one in the MLB right now. Crack. <laughs> number one. Number one. Nice. Number one. Nice. Yeah, you can tell one. how much I follow. Number that one. That, that, that shouts to my wifey for the new Astros hat. Um, and then let's keep talking Facebook, though. All right. All right. So with with this kind of ongoing competition, right, about food ordering. So you got right, Grubhub, right. you got Uber Eats, right. DoorDash, yep. right, all these things. Lots right? of them going on. Facebook is rolling out a new order food option in its main navigation. Facebook is now making it easier for you to order food from your favorite restaurants directly within its app without having to navigate away to delivery service. Right. The ones I just named. Um, Order restaurants on Apple website. In the main Facebook navigation on both web and mobile, the new option called Order Food is rolling out to select users. So when you look at the screenshot, if you're on like a business page and it's a restaurant, you'll see like a hamburger. Yeah. But you can click. And I'm assuming similar to Uber Eats, they probably got a Facebook specific menu or whatever. What I don't understand is how the delivery works. Yeah. Like, uh, you know. Maybe they're using Uber Eats. They have to. Right. Or somebody, you know, and they just. Just eliminating them as the middleman and processing order outside right. somehow. But either way, I dig it. You know, they have to remain competitive and remain They're in that industry. Lots of changes. They've yeah, they've added lots of stuff to the business. I was mm-hmm. on. We were in a meeting yeah, the business yesterday. Business stuff is a totally a they lot added, Like they pulled up their own business page, which we're eventually going to manage. And like, oh, I didn't realize that was there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll take care of that Later, now that I know it's there. there. <laughs> then the last thing is uh, is Instagram. Well, they've they've been they've been uh, ferociously duplicating Snapchat. Right, right. So they've just took another step in that direction. Right. And now they have selfie filters. So you see people posting the pictures like the roses and the yeah, ears yeah. and the dog. The All of those are Snapchat years, yeah. features. Right. Well, now they're available on Instagram. And so 
Duh. Duh. Yeah. It's kind of you should almost kick him in the shins for it being so taking so long because well that it was did. a hugely popular like that probably got a lot I know that probably got millions of people to download Snapchat just for like, the filter oh that's so cute let me do the filter right and then the challenge is from what I, the reviews I've seen the challenge is that the Instagram version is not as fluid as Snapchat version right. like the Snapchat version you can like move and lick your tongue oh, down, yeah, and, and the filter is to follow with yeah. you Snap Instagrams is a little wonky. From from the reviews I read, I personally haven't tested it, so we'll see. Interesting. Yeah, so that's my news. Man. All right, so we've got three reviews. I'll read these real quickly. The first review is from Kayla Trujillo. Trujillo. It is, of course, five stars. It says, loving the podcast. Thanks for sharing your knowledge to help my business. Kayla, you're welcome. You're welcome. Put your face to you. Thank you so much. Next one is from Hash Harris. Ash, not Hash. Oh. Ash Harris, uh, and it is, of course, five stars. It says, these guys know their stuff. Their podcast is entertaining and extremely educational. I believe I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, yeah. 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 punch, punch in the face to you, Ash. Ash. Thank you so much. And then the next one is from Lauren Green, and it is also five stars. It says, one of the most entertaining internet marketing podcasts out there. Thanks for making my morning drive educational. Hold on. So, re- so I like Ash and Lauren. Ash meet Lauren, Lauren meet Ash. You know yes. And y'all apparently got some similar logic. Yep. He says entertaining and extremely educational. She says entertaining, the most entertaining internet marketing podcast and makes my morning drive educational. Boom. I can dig it. That is the whole purpose. <laughs> like real talk. Well, not the whole purpose, but a big portion of the purpose. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. So that is the potatoes of the podcast. Time to get into the meat. Yeah, here you go. Got it. Yeah, this article is uh, was posted on Search Engine Journal the other day by Vinay Kashi. It's called 12 Ridiculously Simple Ways to Make Your Content Better. Right? 12 like Ways that. to Make Your Content Better. And so we're always looking to make content better. Absolutely. Content is so important, right? That's why we talked about, we constantly bring up articles about improving content and content marketing and ways to get more engagement because uh, at the end of the day, people visit your website to engage with your content. And if the content isn't engage worthy, if that makes sense, then they won't engage or engaging, then they'll leave. And so we talk, spend a lot of time about helping people like yourselves, business owners, um, create good content. So let's see what Vinay has to say. Um, he starts off by saying, uh, number one, we're talking what? 12 ridiculously simple ways to make your content better. He says, number one is uh, focus on your audience. Focus on your audience. He goes on to say, a major reason why marketers struggle to produce engaging content is because they don't consider their audience when crafting the content. He says, according to a Forrester survey, 71% of brands include case studies and customer stories in their content, but only 3% delve deeper into these stories to make them relatable to their readers. He also says only 12% prioritize publishing research and perspectives to offer actionable insights to their readers. The point is understanding what it is your audience is looking for, right? Like, understand what their intent is. What type of content are they looking to find? How are they looking to absorb this content? Are they looking to watch a video? Are they looking to read it? Are they looking to scan it, right? Are they looking to download it and read later? Are they looking to subscribe to this content? The key is understanding what your audience is looking for, 
uh, what their intent is while they're looking and then making sure that you presented the right type of content that addresses their intent and what they're looking for. And so you have to understand what that audience is doing, not only uh, what they're looking for, but but why don't you term, determine what their pain point is, right? Because at the end of the day, we're trying to generate results. You want people to not only engage, but then take some sort of action, right? Maybe call you, maybe subscribe, maybe download, whatever the action is. And so I would encourage you to address that pain point for your audience. So if you know your audience has a specific issue that they're dealing with, then address that head on in the content. That way they inherently become more engaged because you're addressing exactly the problem that they have. How do they talk? Right? Do is your um are your are your users using a lot of jargon? Are they are they very uh, um, um, eloquent speakers? Do they use a lot of urban lingo? Um, understand how they communicate because however they used to communicate in reference to what you offer is kind of the same language you really need to be speaking to them with. It's important to know what to focus uh, on your audience. Number two, two. Fact checked. I like this one here, Vinay. Uh, he says, fact check. Matter of fact, he says, establishing your content standard as unbiased and factually accurate means your audience will rely on you to help them look uh, to you for thought leadership. And he's right. Like, you have to put out content that's factual, content that makes people feel like I can believe this. You're, su- you're suggesting that it can't be alternate facts? It can't. Look, don't be <laughs> posting alternative facts. Like, you need to confirm and share. And not only that, then give credit where credit is due. Right? If you've Absolutely. done some research and you've done these fact checks, go ahead and show them some link love and link out to that fact check you did so that way your readers can also build up confidence in you. Right? Fact checking is extremely important, especially especially in this day and age with fake news and this and that, and and, and in regards to social media, it's becoming much and much more difficult to determine what's real and what's fake, right. right? And so even on like legit sites, you go to like a legit site, like a news site or whatever for your local news station, and in their footer, you'll see tons of spammed fake articles, right? And spam articles and things like that. And so so just, just be careful. And if you're posting, be sure to fact check so that way you won't get caught up in all of that alternative fact publishing. Three. Number three, add research to back up your points, right? So this is kind of a spinoff of fact checking. He says not only do the fact check, but then display the research is what he said. Matter of fact, he says referencing research and data is a quick way to build credibility. This helps convince your audience that you know what you're talking about. He's right. And I'll add this, especially if the research source is a source that your client is familiar with. Right. Right. If they already know about that company, then um, then the fact that you're citing that company makes even more sense to them. And so so just understand that. And then not only that, but the research that they may not be aware of that they need to be aware of. You want to get that in the content. Also, we had we had a client. We have a client right now who um, they do uh, misting systems, right? Um, mosquito, uh, mosquito misting yeah. systems specifically. And you know, we got to a point where we were realizing that a lot of the calls and questions they were getting were referencing the pesticide used in the sprayers. And so we had the bright idea to write a page of content focusing on the health and safety of the chemicals. We cited the EPA and all these other people so we could build Highly that credibility. Yeah. Right. And so I want to encourage my agencies who may be out there. Um, that if that's the right move to make, take it. Yeah. Even if you had a compromise. Because in this case, we had a client who was like, that's too technical. We don't want that information out there. And we had to share with them that this would build credibility. This is what's going to help people 
address those concerns they have with your product. And so we move forward with it. Then that page is still their top five most visited page since we published it. And so take action when you know it's necessary and have the research to back up your points. Like you said, that article or the, the page we created would have not had any value had we not included that research. Right. I think it's really important in this case to... to uh, make sure you're listening to other voices, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, I, I just wouldn't check that page. For me, I'm like, if they're in this business, they're not going to dump chemicals in my yard that are dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I'm very altruistic that way. I don't know about you, but we've got David in our office who was on, on the podcast two times ago. He was like, that'd be the first thing. First I'm thing checking. I'd go look like, at. Literally exactly. the first thing which causes it to be a top five page. So exactly. you may have opinions, especially if you're the business owner and th- your opinions they are, matter. Are, but they're they're driven by your knowledge, mm-hmm. and you gotta just realize that a lot of people, most people, don't have that your knowledge, knowledge about your business. They don't. They don't. That's a good one. Four. Use quotes or insights from experts. Right. So yeah. this is kind of like fact checking and kind of like adding number three. Vinay, you kind of stretched this when we probably could have had a seven points. Anyway, use quotes and insights from experts. I do get what you were trying to say. He says another way to build credibility is to use quotes or insights from experts in the industry to shed light on a particular topic. This is the main reason why we had this article right here. Right. Because I, I, I appreciate expertise and insights uh, from expert. That's why I search search engine journal and Mars and search engine land yep. uh, because these is where I know there's a group of experts about a topic I'm researching. And so I choose to use those sources and then we'll repurpose it and bring it here so that you guys can not only get our expert opinion but have references from the experts who created and the article. Experts, yeah. Exactly. And so it makes sense to give you the best content possible. We have to start with some of the best content possible. Yep. And that's, that's how it goes. And so I want to encourage you to do the same, right? Like as you're doing research, as you're writing posts, as you're creating articles, research the experts. Don't research those new people who just got in, who haven't been doing it. You know, they you lots find, of opinions, lots yeah. of opinions, no effort, no, 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 no data. Let's say any podcast under three hundred, <laughs> under one hundred, frankly, yeah. because you, <laughs> most of these new ones will be new. Yeah. You know, we've been doing podcasts when podcasts came in style, went out of style, and came back in style. Yeah. And we're still here. Yeah. And so, um, so the point is, um, use quotes or insights uh, from experts, people who've been in it for a while, they know what they're doing, their word is already trustworthy, and, and you can you can fall on it, you can believe on it. Number five. Five. He says use visuals and examples to illustrate your oh, point. Yeah. Right? We're talking. Uh, we're talking twelve ridiculously simple ways to make your content better. He says use visuals and examples to illustrate your point. He goes on to say showing people a picture or graph of the data or process can be a lot more effective than writing everything out. Duh. Right? Visuals just work. Whether it's a chart, a graph, a pictures worth a thousand words. Exactly. I yeah. Yeah. Uh, infographic. How many words does that work? <laughs> a thousand per per centimeter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, videos like whatever relevant. Like they help to present the content, and that's the key. Making sure that your visual aid is relevant. Right. Like you don't want a, a non-relevant visual aid because now your users are just confused. Yeah. Uh, because that picture speaks a thousand words, and it's not speaking the same words as the content, and so you want to make sure that you use some sort of visual aid preferably video i think video just just does what it needs to do it's amazing people will watch a three-minute video before they read three paragraphs yep one takes 30 seconds one takes three minutes yep 
Anyway, I'm a reader. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. A reader. I read. It. Yeah. I, I scan through videos. Skip, skip, yeah. skip. Okay, let me read real quick. Yeah, because it's just faster. Yeah, it's just faster. Unless I look at the time and then the video says thirty seconds, then I'll just sit back and watch. Yeah. So I but, need a break. Yeah. <laughs> use visual and examples to illustrate your point. Yeah, they, I like think about um, think about the. Um, uh, posters you find in most offices, right, kind of corporate right. setting of like teamwork posters and team building posters. Those posters, one word, really give a powerful message yep. usually, and so that's because of the visual aid. So use visual aids to kind of illustrate the point you're trying to make. Number six, six. He says avoid jargon, right? So industry specific jargon and things like that. Like we spend a lot of time talking that could about be upgraded. Yeah. Avoid jargon your clients might not understand. Exactly yeah. is what I kind of added yeah. to this because you know everyone who we're dealing with they understand SEO. Right. They understand PPC. You know when we say those words they know we mean search engine optimization or the art of crafting a site to rank well in search. They know that's what we mean when we say SEO. When I say PPC management they know that we mean some sort of paid click management whether it's in AdWords or Bing or Facebook they understand it's a paid strategy involved. And so so I want to encourage you to avoid jargon if you're in an industry where it just may not be known. For example, it's a reason why on under, on our like targeted web pages we don't mention words like uh, patif or or psycho oh, yeah. and things like that because that's kind of intercompany and fan based jargon. Yeah. Like if you've been watching the podcast and engaging with us, then you know what a patif means. You know what a psycho is. However, if you land on, on our SEO page from a Google search for search engine optimization Houston and you start reading about punches in the face and psychos. It's not going to make any sense to you. And so we keep that type of jargon away from our targeted pages. We'll use it socially and things like that because that's where our fan base and our followers are. And so the key is to understand what type of jargon you can use and when. Like some jargon is necessary to use. It's just necessary to use it because that's the standard. And keep in mind, you may need to explain it, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll talk PPC. When I'm on the phone with prospects, often it's like, pay-per-click, that's that section at the top, that's ads, you only pay for it when they click. Look at us, every week uh, we tell you how the psycho was, and before we tell you how the psycho was, I tell you what a psycho is. Yeah. Every week. Sometimes you gotta explain it. Yep. Number seven. Seven. He says use an editor. Right, we're talking the uh, 12 ridiculously simple ways to make your content better. Number seven, he says, use an editor. He says, don't publish anything without a thorough edit and proofread. Yeah. Mistakes in your content and gaps in the overall flow and structure can destroy the reader's experience and their trust in you. He's right. Enough said. Enough said. Like, yeah. I could really just keep it moving. I'll just tell you this. A second and third set of eyes is, is, is always good. Yeah, it's right. always good to just kind of pull out, have somebody else look at it, because they'll quickly recognize that you meant off instead of of, right? Those right. things that word won't catch, that you won't your see. Your instead of you. Exactly. Yeah. You are instead of your. Like, I mean, you, they will catch those things that you just didn't see because you were typing it in the moment. And so, so yes, definitely Use an editor. Matter of fact, we our process involves content being written, and before it gets posted, it goes to an editor who proofreads it, updates it again, then it goes to the client so they can get a chance to look at it before it gets published. Yeah. That way we can have multiple eyes on this new content, one internally and some externally. Yep. Just makes sense. Number eight. Eight. Tweak 
your headlines. He's talking about those page titles, right? Because that's what usually shows up um, in the search result. He says, tweak your headlines. He says, the fact remains that your headline will determine whether a content-saturated audience is going to click through to your post. He's right. Like, those headlines, they drive more traffic. They help people notice your clicks on content over other options. He says, headlines aren't about value. It's about getting people in the door, helping people find your content so they will share it. He's right. What, what I'd add to this is when tweaking that headline, when working on that that, that, that that post title and whatever you want people to click on, um, we're looking for something factual. We're looking for something non-spammy, right? right? We're looking for, for clickbait at the end of the day. Like, what's going to make me click? So, so punch in the face to you, Vinay, I clicked. Right, yeah. I clicked on several of them, and I liked the title. That yeah. forced me to scan and look at your 12 points, and I liked those. Then I read, scanned again and started reading the article. And then at that point, I saved it. And read it thoroughly. You know, that's kind of the process yeah. it goes. And so the key is having the right headline that makes people actually want to take an action. Good way to test those headlines is um, is um, in AdWords. We kind of use this practice when we're working on pages and things like that. If you're running a paid campaign, which headline is clicking the most? Yep. Which headline is costing you the most budget? Which one is generating the most convergence, getting the most engagement? Um, then that's a headline you may want to repurpose and use on one of your pages. Hey, punch in the face to Catherine and Manny for tuning in with us on Facebook Live. Uh, hello and thank you. That's what's up. Uh, number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Pay attention to your SEO, right? He says one powerful way to improve your post search ranking is to optimize the on-page elements. Duh! <laughs> right? Like at the end of the day, optimize the post and just go go to your on-page checklist. Like everybody has that on-page checklist, right? If you don't, you should. Right. And your checklist should include stuff like meta description present with the keyword in it, page title has the keyword in it, images have alt tags, uh four to five hundred word count. Like those are things that should just be in your kind of on-page checklist for SEO. And you want to make sure that your blog post kind of follows that criteria. Make sure you have an image there. You have your outbound links there. You have your internal links there. Your images have alt. You know, your your videos are embedded and tagged. You just want to take advantage of your on-page SEO because that's what's going to help that page rank. That's what's going to help Google parse this content faster. Frankly, that's what's going to help the user who lands on that page realize what they're looking at. Yeah, you added the headers and subheadings to appease Google, but these point subheadings is what help me index this content faster. Yeah. And so, so add those elements to help SEO and to really help that user engage with your content. SEO is so much more than just ranking. Hey, Pay attention to your SEO. Punch in the face of Manny. He just shared our Facebook Live post broadcast. So hey, punch, punch in the, in the face, face to you. For that psycho he just yeah. did right there. Uh, number 10. 10. He says, focus on internal linking. Yeah, you should yeah. do that. If, you, if you're blogging, you should have a bunch of internal links throughout your site. He says, internal links help search engines identify the site's most important pages and provide context. Variations of your target keyword can be used as anchor text on other posts or pages that link to your target content. He's right, dude. Like At the end of the day, if you're um, a pool cleaning company and you decide to write a blog post about why it's, it's necessary to change your filters in the summer right. for proper pool cleaning, then from your main pool cleaning page, you should probably have a text link over to that blog post. And from that blog post, frankly, you should be linking back to the pool service page because that blog post is really supporting that service. And that's what he means by internal linking. The focus on internal linking, um, it, it definitely lets the search engine know about those relevant pages, 
but it also helps the usability of the website. I am one of those persons who will click internal links um, to go see what that page is about, to yeah. see how it references the page I'm, I'm reading right now and what other information I can find. And I know I'm not the only one who does that. So make sure you're internal linking from page to page when possible. The key is when possible, right? Don't force it. Don't just go add some random section that's yeah. not relevant to this content, but this page gets a lot. We had a client who did that. I ain't gonna say her name, but they had a page that was getting a lot of traffic, and one of their pages wasn't getting much traffic at all. And so he had the bright idea to just add Link a them. section of content referencing that other page in the dead center of this page. And I was like, it's just a horrible idea. I believe that's a douchey idea. Yeah, so, so don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. But when applicable and the content's relevant to each other, make sure they are linked internally. Number 11. 11. He says, use more visual content. So number five was use visuals and examples. Number 11. <laughs> use more visual content. That's what I was saying. This probably, he had 12. We probably could have had about seven. Seven, yeah. Um, but he did say a recent case study shows how adding custom graphics to a post increased the reader's average on, average time on site by 46%, improved the search rankings, and increased traffic by 962%. Visuals do that. Yeah. Like, visuals automatically create engagement. This is one of the reasons why, depending on what site you land on, we may have your YouTube commercial auto-playing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I need to initiate engagement immediately. Yeah. As soon as you land on the site. Matter of fact, he goes on to say, consider creating and using original visual content like memes, quotes, or brand images. Yeah. Consider um consider our SEO tip. Yeah. Or, or or our sound check videos right. that we recorded probably thirty minutes ago. Those will be posted next week with memes, with tips, with links, with 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 branded information, and it's just to give more visual content relevant to this specific podcast. Right. Use more visual content. More visual. I get it. And his last one was uh, number twelve. Twelve. He says update your content. He's talking about the existing page content. He goes on to say one of the best ways to give new life to your existing content. Is to update it. He's right. He says, look at your analytics, right? And I, this is what I preach. Look at your analytics. Identify the evergreen content, then spend time to update it, add visuals, optimize it, add new perspectives, and freshen it to make the post more in tune with the current circumstances. He's right, dude, because everybody has outdated content. Someone has outdated page about us page or some outdated blog posts that aren't relevant anymore or just some outdated FAQs or outdated contact information. All type of content across your site is likely outdated. Take the time to update that. Update that about us page with your new history, your new employees, your new hires, whatever new changes you made. Update those blog posts with current information that's maybe outdated now, especially especially if that page still ranks. Right? If you right. got a page that's still getting traffic and you see that, Take the time to go and update that page. Make sure that that is actually uh, uh, relevant and up to date. 12 ridiculously simple ways to make your content better. Posted by Vinay Kashi and the good folks over at Search Engine Journal. Great article. Probably could have used 7 or 8 points instead of 12. But I get it. A lot of these, like the visuals are that important. It it, is worth mentioning it twice. You know, having that credibility, you had three different points about that. And I get it. Like, it's important that you have the right sources, that you fact check, that you that you give credit to your research and display it. And so so all great points, 12 ridiculously simple ways to make your content better. Vinay, punch on the face. I can dig it. That's what's up. Awesome. Do we have any what news? Uh, No what news today. All right. So as we're wrapping this up, 
Um, if you liked this podcast, we're going to ask you to do one simple thing. Manny's already done it. He's mm-hmm. watching us on Facebook Live and has already shared our podcast uh, on his wall. He actually did. He actually completed the cycle. Yeah. Share, like, and follow. Yeah, he's yeah. done all three. Yep. So punch in the face to you. If you could do the same, and if you could share it with a business owner or somebody in yeah. the internet marketing some business industry. business owner, some, some company owner, someone who you know could benefit from learning about how to improve their content or how to get more engaged content. How do you Take stop advantage. people from copying your content? Any ideas? Um, like copying it, copying it, like literally copying it, like highlighting it, and then copying it, and then using it on their site. And then copyscape. Is copyscape the would yeah. be a source that won't necessarily prevent them from copying it. But you know when they do it. But you know when they do it. They got some other sources. Uh, I can't think of it. But I was on one site and I just couldn't copy it. Like I was and trying to unusual. highlight. That's unusual. I was right? trying yeah. to highlight it, and then when I hit Control C, it literally gave me a pop up that says that's JavaScript. This site will not allow you to copy. If you turn off JavaScript, you buy it. Like, so, so there are, and you know, I know you knew. Just uh, is it worth the hassle? No, no. not really, because <laughs> I didn't need it that bad. So, so, so yeah, I don't think you can actually prevent them. Like really, really, really prevent them. Um, but you can just use like a service like Copyscape. Yeah, use a service like Copyscape. Make sure you're publishing. Make sure that uh, you're your site's optimized and that you're submitting your site to Webmaster Tools or Search Console as you post. And so that way, Google has your original content index first, and at least it's in their record that this content was posted on this domain name at this time and submitted to us. So that way, when you do get copied, because you probably will, it just happens, um, you'll be the original author. Yeah, what you could do, potentially, Melanie, punch in the face to you for tuning in on Facebook Live, uh, her response is that they still copy, like she's following it. Um, maybe reach out to them and ask them if Stop you... Stop my copy, fool. Well, <laughs> maybe get a backlink, right? There might be, mm, might be value in also getting So give a them some instructions. Yeah, give if them some instructions. If you're going to copy our content, link to us here, use this anchor text... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I could, I could, can't give, can't beat them. Join us. Yeah, of and then Catherine is like submitting. Hey, you can submit a copyright violation. Mm-hmm. So uh, yes, you can so do that. You that. can log in and submit that that URL with the page um, that has your content copied on there. You can definitely submit those, and then they will have to deal with it. Yep. All right. So um, put you in the face dude. to both question. of you. Yeah, we got uh, uh, podcast listeners helping podcast listeners. Maybe that's the segment of the show. Um, if you're looking to grow your business with the largest, simplest marketing tool on the planet, the internet, call eWeb Results for increased revenue in your business. Our phone number is 713-592-6724. Uh, we do have a program called Instant Leads. Lead, 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 leads. Guaranteed. T, 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 T. This is literally instant leads guaranteed for your business. Uh, we're driving PPC traffic to a highly optimized conversion web page, landing page, uh, and generating instant leads. Lead, 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 leads. Guaranteed. T, 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 t. So, so go, make sure to take advantage of that. If you're doing networking in Houston, there's actually a huge event next Wednesday. Uh, so go to upsocialnetwork.com. Join us at that event. It's a, we've already got like 65 people who are going to show up. All right, so it's a big networking event. Make mm-hmm. sure you go there. Um, please remember we were filmed live here at 5999 West 34th Street, Suite 106, Houston, Texas, 77092. 
If you would like transcript, video, or audio of this podcast, you can find it on our website, ewebresults.com. That is all available to you. Yeah. Uh, you people who have made us the most popular internet marketing podcast on iTunes. We get about 9,000 downloads per week. Uh, we have over a million downloads. I haven't added yeah, it up. There's way over 100 countries now. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, 100 plus countries. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for making us the most popular podcast uh, on iTunes and reach out to us. You know, you know how to shikle us. And until the next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. Charles Lewis. Bye bye for now. Slightly raised up eyebrow, highbrow. Tamely, gamely, headed my way. Cool as mountain snow, girl, glow, girl. Pining, shining, needing some play. Here we go. Balance check. Balance check. 374. Uh. SEO Podcast 374. Here we go. Chris and Chuck with another show. Punch in the face. Takashi. Today we're talking 12 ways to improve content. Yeah, that's Vinay Kashi and the good folks over at Search Engine Journal. Boom. Subscribe. Follow. Boom.